is me, SP, and Nev is the man behind the blue wall. And today we have a special guest, Mr. Vic Spencer. How are you today? I'm doing good. How about you? I am perking right along. I am so excited to do this interview. I can't even tell you how excited I am. That's so um, first, I guess we'll start off with uh, just a softball, kind of get us in the mood. Where are you from? I'm from Chicago, east side of Chicago. You know what I'm saying? Technically the south side of Chicago, but mm -hmm. east side of Chicago, east side all day. So how did that uh, impact? your music being from the east side like we we got a lot of uh it's like a pot of gumbo you know what i'm saying we mm -hmm. common sense common sense common uh grew mm -hmm. up on the east side of chicago uh g herbo grew up on the east side of chicago so you know what i'm saying it's more like you know it's it, it's, it's scattered everywhere you know what i'm saying and it's like all of us have our own styles and um from the from from one spectrum, you'll get you know uh, hip hop, and then on the other spectrum, you'll get drill, and you know you you'll get in some in between. You know what I'm saying? But we all got room at the table. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like you know as long as you're being yourself, you can sit at the table because it's always going to be options. You know what I'm saying? Somebody's going to want to try this kind of music somebody's going to mm -hmm. try this kind of music so i would say the east side of chicago groomed some uh some real rounded mcs you know what i'm saying and also yeah. some uh some young rappers such as like g herbo you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. and little bibby they from the east side of chicago as well mm -hmm. so you know what i'm saying so all over you know what i mean we the east side of chicago got a diverse list of uh musicians that get crazy what made you what made you decide to um have a career in music well i was living in the group home i used to want to be a basketball player and i always was dipping and dabbing and rapping so once i went into this group home and they took away like my movement and everything, me moving around to get to uh, different like basketball camps and, sh and all of the stuff that I was part of at the time, uh, they kind of like shut me down. So I had really? to figure out something else to uh, to get involved in. And um, I was always dipping and dabbing in the music. So I just started turning in on the music and, and, and then I kind of found a craft, found a, uh, a comfort zone. So you know that's what made me wanted to go full fledged with it. What what age were you when you went into um, the group home? Uh, uh, I don't know how old I was, but I know it was in 95, 95. I went in. I started going in group homes in ninety five. I went to three of them from ninety five to ninety nine. Oh wow. Yeah. Um. So, uh, from '95 to '99, what led up to that? Uh, 
I mean, I was just in that craft and, you know what I'm saying, going hard in the paint, you know what I'm saying? And and um, I was, um, <clears throat> I didn't have like no means to record or like no studio equipment and stuff like that. So I was using karaoke machines and, and maxi singles I would buy from Coconuts. And, um, and I would just be rapping one takes on cassettes. And, uh, you know, my peers that was in the group home with me, they kind of like seen me doing that and they started rapping with me. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So people started, uh, like the higher ups in the group home started to, you know, see the impact that I was having in regards to leadership for, uh, for, for, for me and my peers. And they kind of like gave me an opportunity to kind of make money and um, and travel over the or, or all across the country, performing like the group home signed me. You know what I'm saying? That was like my wow. first record label. You know what I'm saying? I was in a group called Ulick Voices, and we would go. It was four of us, and we would go all across the country. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Performing at like different group homes and different conference forums foster care forums and you know it was all like positive music no swearing and all of that but you know what i'm saying that was like my real first taste of uh like being comfortable in the studio and around like professional recording and the cds was sent through disc makers like that was my first you know what i'm saying it's my first taste of business you know what i'm saying and, and being actually doing the music and getting paid for it you know what i'm saying so uh -huh. That's that's what you know the being in that being in the system, being in the you know ward of the state and being in group homes kind of took advantage of like stuff that they had or you know what I'm saying uh -huh. people would put me on to stuff because they seen me wanting to flourish. So it's always been like that when you when you, like especially young black man when when people see a, a young black man helping himself, a lot of other black men help come in and help as well. You know what I'm saying? Be uh -huh. like thing. So that's kind of like what happened to me. And I just took all the opportunities and, and ran with it. So, you know what I'm saying? The group home is actually what enhanced my rapping abilities and my career. Yeah. Um, when uh, people think that uh, you're just coming out but um, um, what year did you actually come out? I would want to say uh, 2010. Yeah. I say 2010. Vic Green Thumbs, when uh, I dropped the mixtape called Vic Green Thumbs. It's on that piff right now. Mm -hmm. And uh, it had, I, I had just turned 30, and I had 30 artists. I mean, I had 30 tracks on it. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. I like, co-produced a lot of these records. And uh, and it was like it was like my big my first step, you know what I'm saying, of being in the game. Now, Fake Sure Drive, shout out to Drew, he uh, he helped uh, me drop my first album called uh -huh. Vix Magorium Hip Hop Emporium. That was uh -huh. like in like oh oh nine. That was like 2009. You know what I'm saying? But I wasn't. You know what I'm saying? I still was like getting hated on or I, I probably was considered like way trash you know what I'm saying then people might think that I'm trash now I probably was way trasher than that you know what I'm saying so uh, it, it was, that it album was, didn't it, really do 
do well. That album didn't do well, although it was produced by guys that produced by for, for Schoolboy Q right now, like Nez and Rio. They produced my whole first album, and now they with TDE producing records for Kendrick and producing records for Schoolboy Q and the Half Soul. So you know what I'm saying? You can already sense the uh, the ability to the will to win. Even though I might have been trash, I still had the will to win and still wanted to make like mad Barcelona plays. You know what I'm saying? Hearing me over Nez and Rio beats at that time was was phenomenal. Well, I listened to that album and I disagree. <laughs> I, was I, dis- I disagree completely with with and it that. got Vic Miss on there. Like it got Vic Miss on there. Uh Big Homie Doe, who is uh King Louis manager. He don't rap no more, but he's rapping on there. Knowledge from kids in the hall. You know what I'm saying? He was the one that really like um he the one that really like found like found me in the underground scene. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like if it wasn't for being down with knowledge in the Brainiac Society, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have a spot in the underground scene. He was like one of the first believers in Vic Spencer outside of myself. Like he's like Vic, I get it. He always <laughs> said that Vic, I get it. Everybody else don't get it. <laughs> I get it. I get it, Vic. And so, uh, shouts, shouts to knowledge from kids in the hall, man. So, Vic, I get it too. Nobody, I, I, I really got it because uh, when I listen, when I listen to you, uh, I get a, a Sean Price kind of feel. Yeah. But in my head, I I hear a whole lot of red man. Yeah. Yeah, it, because even though the subject matter is serious, it sounds like you are having so much fun. Yes. And yeah. that is how Red Man sounds to me. Like he's just having a party in the studio. And that is how you sound to me. I get that yeah. kind of vibe from you. Yeah. Red Man and Sean Price are some of my... Uh, some of my idols, some of my top five artists, dead or alive, you know what I'm saying? Like Redman and Sean Price, they like they go neck to neck for the number mm-hmm. one all the time in my head, you know what I'm saying? And I always uh, like those guys inspired me when I was first coming up. Them guys, you know what I'm saying? I look today, they style of rapping, the clothes mm-hmm. they wore, like those are the guys I idolized, you know what I'm saying? Like Red man definitely I idolized him wearing Tim's and triple fat goose and big headphones back in the day and having the afro back in the yeah. day. You know what I'm saying? And the blunted and a blunted charm, a, a blunt, a blunt leaf charm. Like that, like the, like I idolized Red Man a lot when it came to style in the 90s. I idolized mm-hmm. Sean Price for the wittiness and the bar play and the, like he made you always want to like roof bowling balls to the Sears Tower type. That's the type of that's the type yeah. of vibes I I get from Sean Price. And I always wanted to like have like impact, impactful music like that. So those are the guys that I would, you know what I'm saying? Like I know all I know like I'm the biggest Sean Price fan. I'm the biggest red man fan. I'm like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, I, I've collected all of their work and to the point where, you know, I, I I got songs with Sean Price now and I had a FaceTime conversation with Redman. I've been trying mm-hmm. to get a Redman um, 
feature for a while now, but you know what I'm saying? We're gonna manifest it tonight. We're gonna make it happen tonight. <laughs> Already. I, I listened the first song I, I heard from your discography was Vision Wear. Wow. Psychological part two. I was like, oh shit, this is just bar after bar after bar. No hook, no nothing. It was just bar, 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 just slapping you all across the head. Yeah. What, how did that come about? Because it just seemed like you had, you were just like, fuck it, I'm going all in on this shit. Yeah, that yeah, there was the track. Like I, a lot of times, the production. Shout out to August for nine who produced Vision Wear. The the uh, the production is what really gets me. You know what I'm saying? If that yeah. like, wins wins me over, like nine times out of ten, I won't stop rapping to uh, create a hook. I just keep going. Like it ain't no rules anyway. I'm gonna just give them forty bars right now. You know what I'm saying? So, and that was the lead single from that album. And I shot the video in front of the third group home that I entered. Or inside, I was I had access the whole day to the group home. But I went back to the third group home that I lived in and shot the vision where video. You know what I'm saying? So it's like full circle for me. You know what I'm saying? So vision where is one of those songs. When I first heard the beat, I was like, oh, man, I'm going to go in. It's going to be half retrospective and half bar play. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to talk about how. My life was rough and, and be real about it. Mm -hmm. Also going to talk about how I can see my future and I see a bright future for me. It was so grimy. I was just like, ugh. <laughs> I love, I love that song. The beat was, uh, it was uh, kind of, when I first heard the beat, I was like, mm, how you going to rap on this? And then when you came in, it was like, bam, bam, bam. I was like, oh, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, that's one of Yeah, ones. that was fire. Yeah. If you yeah. haven't heard him start with vision wear, and you mm -hmm. will go down the, the rabbit hole of Big Spencer, because that song was so fire. Thank you. Thank you. I like that. It really a lot. Was. Thank you. Um, so okay, let's just say if you weren't doing uh, music professionally, um, mm -hmm. what career would you do? Uh I would um uh, I would be a bad I'll be playing basketball. Oh yeah? Yeah, I, you know what I'm saying? I can I don't feel like I can hoop no more. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But um uh, I would I would work hard to get myself to uh to a point where I would be a basketball star if I wasn't doing this. Or I'll be doing what I'm doing now as far as like uh my working career. Uh oh. I'm a youth advocate. Um I've been a youth advocate for at this specific job for the past 13 years, 14 years. Oh. And I've been mentoring youth for the past 30 years. It's close to 30 years. I'm, ever since I was 15 years old, so almost 25 years. Oh, wow. I've been putting in, working with the youth. Um, Did you go to college? 
Yes, graduated from a uh, uh, a community college. I graduated from Harold Washington College downtown okay. Chicago in uh, in twenty fifteen. Well, no, not twenty fifteen, two thousand five. I graduated uh, Harold Washington College in two thousand five. That was uh, yeah. I got my associates in um in like journalism. That was like in the arts, and then I, I was doing a lot of journalism classes. And stuff mm-hmm. like that. So yeah, you know what I'm saying? That's what I was doing in my college days and blazing up. <laughs> I always think it's um it's dope because I, I you hear so often about um people putting down uh folks who actually have a brain. And I, I always say you can not only be dope, but you can be dope and smart. You don't necessarily have to just be, you know, on, on mm-hmm. just dumb it down for the public because there's a lot of people who are actually smarter than you give them credit for. And mm-hmm. I think that's always a big thing to highlight is you guys are putting together this music. You guys are putting together these bars Center structure is a bitch, and <laughs> you have to have some form of thought process in order to do that. It's a skill. It's not just something you do. That's a fact. So um, I was going to ask you about some of your highlights um, in the music, but uh, you mentioned Sean Price. What was when you finally got a chance to work with Sean Price, knowing how much you adored him? Uh, what was that like for you? It's just like if somebody was a fan of Hove and Hove called their phone. It was just <laughs> like that. You know what I'm saying? It was just like that for me. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. he called me out of the blue. Like, I was smoking weed in the crib. He called me. Like, he sent me, he DM'd me and asked me for my number. And he called me, like, three hours later. He said he'd been listening to my music, and I inspired him. I was I was just blown away. You know what I'm saying? Wow. You would never think, you would never think, like, an artist like Sean Price would, that, that got respect for not liking people to uh, to, to actually big up an artist such as myself, I was still a nobody when it happened, and uh, and it was just like, man, it blew me away. It, sh- it it showed me that I really was working hard, and I really manifest because I, I think I had like like maybe like a year before that or two or three uh-huh. years before that I had made like a freestyle, and I said I'm gonna be on records with Sean Price, and it was like I was like, dang, it's now it's, it happened. So I was just like, wow. You know, and being on the phone with him and talking to him and just having day-to-day conversations with him just about mm-hmm. life. And he was just like on some funny, he's funny as hell. He's a funny ass. <laughs> he's funny as hell. He's more like a comedian, like outside of the rap for me. You know what I'm saying? Like just having those moments with him was just, you know what I'm saying? Like the past, but before he passed out, we was, we had like four years of just building and creating together and you know i'm on mm-hmm. his albums i'm on he on my albums like he's like the first guy that had the stature that gave me a a, a chance to be on 
his album. Like a lot of times mm-hmm. you would see artists on my albums. You would see like a lot of like big names and or names that's blowing up on my albums, but you never see my name on their albums. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And Sean Price took took that. I remember the first time he called me. It was uh it was actually the last song. Uh the last the first song that we did together is the last song that he put out. Uh the Lord Have Mercy joint. You know what I'm saying? Off yeah, that's what I was um I listened that's to the, the very Have first Mercy. song we recorded. Like that's the very first song we recorded. You know what I'm saying? I remember he called me to jump on that record. Like I would live like 10 minutes from the studio. You know what I'm saying? He called me late as hell. I was in the bed with uh-huh. white. Called me late as hell. You know what I'm saying? Thick man, I need a verse. I jumped up out the bed and went to the studio. Luckily, my engineer was in the studio. Shouts to Dr. Mindbender. That's my brother. He was in the studio. He's like, man, Vic, you got to call for John Price. That means get up here. So I zoomed to the studio, recorded the verse. By the time he heard the verse, I was back home in the bed. He's like, yo, son, yeah, that's what I needed right there. That's what I'm talking about. So I was, I was happy to be able to please my idol. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I always big myself up for uh having one of my idols inspired by me. Like I big myself up on that. Like Sean As Price. you should. As yeah. you should, goddammit. Yeah. So Sean Price is a is is a huge it, uh, it, thanks to Sean Price, you know what I'm saying, showing that love and actually really liking my music. It was a huge, it did something to me internally. Mm-hmm. You know so, you know, it wasn't about no having no cosign from a from a from a hardcore artist. It was more so it did a lot more for me because I became a way better MC after that. And y'all have y'all have similar vocalizations when I, I listen to Sean Sean Price because of the uh, he had he had his voice was unique and your voice is really unique on an album and I love I love just going through your catalog and I was like oh this is different oh this this is different you know everything hit different and you you blended into different styles. You did a song. You did a song with um. You did a song with uh, Rock Marcy and and Ransom, yeah. and it wasn't. No, there was no drums. There was, but you flowed so fire on that on that song. The song is Charter Members. Y'all need to check that sucker out because mm. God damn, that was some fire. <laughs> Yeah. And that's what I mean by that Barcelona wave, man. I always think of the unthinkable. Like, when you look back in history, neither of those guys are on the same track until that moment. So mm-hmm. I'm the first person to do that. So I I, I, I big myself up, pride, take pride in that, too. You know what I'm saying? Who, who did the production for that? It sounds, it sounds like rock. Charter members uh produced by original super legends, legend laws of power. So oh, okay. right now. So Super Legend did that entire album, and that was the you know, the the like the the icing on the cake 
for the album, having them guys on there. Like those are top tier MCs at the top of their game right now. And here is Vic Spencer with both of them on the record. So it's just like it says a lot about who I am as an MC and how I stand in the game and how I'm respected in that sense. Yeah, yeah, because um you also you also did um right corner pilot. Oh ah <laughs> that was another one that was like how how did how did that happen? Uh Rome Streets, uh UFO Thief. And me, right? I think that was that's the three. No, of us that, was, that was thirty-eight special. Thirty-eight special. Well, yeah, that's the thirty-eight. That's the uh thousand word. Uh, that's the yeah. homie thousand words album. Shout out to thousand words. He put together a compilation that was produced entirely by thirty-eight special, and uh-huh. um, and he put the, us three artists on that record. And uh, you know, I didn't know those guys was gonna be on there, but I knew that I was going to be on a compilation. So it was just like, man, let me let me bring my best game possible. You know what I'm saying? When you go on posse cuts, when you're on cuts with other artists, you post the, you know, here, here's this part of the Andre. It's like a dish. It's like a uh-huh. dish. Somebody brought you a dish and it got three different uh, types of food on the dish. You're going to eat this one first. Well, me, I eat all my food separately. I don't mix it all up. I eat this first. I eat this second. eat this third. And that's how I look at that that record. Like, you know what I'm saying? Rome Streets. Shouts to my brother Rome Streets doing crazy right now. You know what I'm saying? And, and he came in, did his thing. UFO feed. You know what I'm saying? Also, uh, another threat in the game. Like, he a beast. You know that's what I'm right. saying? And, uh, he, he under the Fat Joe Terror Squad imprint. So we all, everybody's doing, and do, you know what I'm saying? Everybody's doing their thing, man, and showing out and showing up. And I'm glad, I'm just glad to be a part of it. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. Involved. Like, as a 40-year-old MC, you have to, you know what I'm saying, you have to take pride into in being in, in, in these shadows of the young guys that's after me doing the same thing as me. I love to blend in with those guys and show that I'm not just the cobweb, cobweb MC. You know what I'm saying? I'm still out here fresh, no need, no refurbished. You know what I'm saying? I'm, yeah. I'm, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm just as good as everybody else. So, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and to be honest, you weren't in the background. You stood out on, on those records your voice is spectacular i i don't know uh if anybody's ever said that but your voice is special i love hearing hearing you rap thank you thank you i've, I've heard that a lot like a lot of people say my accent beautiful you know what i'm saying or you know how I bring my tone and how I I space words and stuff like that. They a lot, I hear that a lot. You know what I'm saying? I those that's done on purpose. Like I, I I tend to use my regular voice when I'm rapping, and uh, I like that. You know what I'm saying? I like I like my voice too. I like I like I, I listen to myself like I ain't myself. Like I ain't me. Like I ain't Big Spencer. I, I I make the music like that on purpose because I'd be like, yeah, if I didn't listen to music. I mean, if I didn't do music and this Vic Spencer person wasn't uh-huh. me, I would be head over heels over this guy. Yeah, I was. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so that's how I make <laughs> that's that's how I make music. That's that's exactly how I want to do it. That's exactly, you know what I'm saying? I want to make that kind of impact on people. So you had another record, uh, We Mob It. Oh yeah. That oh, was higher. Yo verse on that was stupid. What <laughs> your verse on that was straight stupid. What happened? What what how, well, how how did you and and Flea Lloyd and Reef Hustle actually end up on the same record together? Uh, Flea Lord was doing a project with uh, Peter Rosenberg. You know what I'm saying? I got ties with the uh, with the Lord Mob, so it, uh -huh. you know, Flea Lord reached out. Was like, man, I need something, and I gave him something. Gave him a ten piece spicy, real quick. You know? Yeah, real quick. <laughs> uh, he's like, man, Reef Reef already was on it, so I already rocked with Reef. That's yeah. Grand. So I was like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? I fit right in. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I thought Flea Lord was gonna rap on there, but it's cool. You know what I'm saying? He got the ad libs on there, so it's <laughs> it's cool. And your your ad libs are are. Uh, <laughs> I I listened to one of your albums, and I can't think of the name of it off the top of my head. But yeah. all your ad libs was just like grunts, and I was like, <laughs> it was just like <laughs> I was like. I don't know what made him come up with that, but it seemed like at the end of every verse, it was just like a, a grunt on the end of it. I was like, oh, your voice is truly an instrument. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank you. I, I, it's done on purpose. So, I, you know what I'm saying? Thank you. Thank you. I well, it works. Over, over drumless beats or, or, or crazy unorthodox beats so I can add to it. You know what I'm saying? It mm -hmm. still got to be fire, but I, you know, what I mean, I'm, I'm adding to it—not just rhymes, but my voice is the instrument. You know, what I'm saying, plays like a great, great dusty bass on your on the instrument. You know, what I'm saying, on the on the instrumental. So yeah, absolutely, that's that's per that, that's done on purpose. <laughs> but you you do it well. Thank you, thank you, appreciate that. So what is what are some of the um. What are some of the pitfalls you hit in your career? Um, being that you came out so long ago, and um, what are some of the pitfalls maybe that people can avoid that you hit? Man, um, I would say my Twitter. <laughs> my Twitter got me in a lot of trouble. Um, really? Yeah. I, I feel like my Twitter and like uh I, I used to be very vocal about what artists I don't like. Like I used mm -hmm. to be up right out, just like I don't blah blah blah. And I feel like the uh just like the world so sensitive now, you can't be like that. And I learned the hard way. I I feel like those uh several tweets that I made in the past. Was my pitfall? It's been my pitfall. It's been mm -hmm. like a sign of uh, people not rocking with me, or 
they feel they feel like I'm hating or you know what I'm saying and not giving they don't want to be like if you seem shitting on me on Twitter or on a social media site, then okay. you see me doing well in the same instance, you can't okay. go and root for me again. You can't root for me. You know what I'm saying? You got to stick with what you did. And I feel like that's what, that's a pitfall for me. You know what I'm saying? That, 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 yeah, there's a lot of people that do that. A lot of people that respect me, who I am as an MC and love what the music that I'm doing but they won't never tweet about me or tweet about it because they've been seen, you know what I'm saying? Disliking whatever I'm doing or found like if I made an opinion about an artist and they like that artist, they going, you know what I'm saying? Be like, ah, oh, man, I don't rock with him no more because he don't, he don't mm-hmm. like that artist. Like, so I, I, I learned that my Twitter can get me into trouble and, and get people to, not fuck with me, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just for being real, just for being real, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, I learned that that that's probably the biggest pitfall of my career. I feel like I'll be well off if I ain't let people know how I felt about certain rappers or you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. had certain beefs on the internet and stuff like that. I think that those things hindered hindered me in a way, but I didn't do it for the publicity i didn't do any of that for that to happen i didn't think that that was going to be the domino effect i just thought that people was going to be like man yeah Vic is a rebellious mc he ain't going oh. back down he he real as hell I, that's what i was thinking it's going to be but it's it's less of that and more of Vic is a hater <laughs> yeah so, it's mostly because uh society is Pussies right about now. They <laughs> pure vagina, they, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, they, take, <laughs> uh, they take they they take um critique as criticism. Right. And everybody's not gonna like the same thing. Yeah. You know? And and I, I don't understand why people get all in their feelings like uh they getting a check. From somebody because you don't like the artist that they like. Right. <laughs> At least you didn't get banned by like Talib Kweli. At least you never got banned or anything, right? Like Talib Kweli is blacklisted off of Twitter. Yeah, no, I, I don't think he got goodness. that far because he was he was old. I mean, I don't even know the stuff that he did because I don't follow him on social media. But just his name. When you bring his name up on social media, it's always in some shit. And I feel like that's what people would say about me. Like, uh-huh. yeah, every time I see Vic Spencer's name, it's always in some shit. You know what I'm saying? I feel like that's what hindered my career, like, coming up. You know what I'm saying? Like, me having a beef with Mick Jenkins, man, shouldn't have never happened. But, you know what I'm saying? He, he just didn't mind his business, and I wasn't going to let him. Do that. I wasn't gonna let me let him shit on me on the internet. So yeah, and here we are. Yeah, I feel like a situation like that is what is a pitfall. That's a pitfall because Uh I've seen a lot of people change, like how they think about me because of that. You know what I'm saying? Switching sides. Yeah, like switching sides and choosing sides. Like people that I put on. You know what Uh I'm saying? Is is choosing sides, choosing his side. You know what I'm saying? He'll tell you himself that he started it. You know what I'm saying? So, 
you know, I would I I I was gonna end it. You know what I'm saying? So you can start it. I was go. I, 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 <laughs> and I that you out. did. And that you did. So do you think like now the music is what you have to use? You have to use the music, the work ethic, the consistency to kind of overcome all of that in the past? Yeah, I feel like my consistency is uh, is huge on my success. It made a huge impact on what's going on right now. Like, because people actually see that I wasn't out here under the publicity stunt. That's because that's what people thought. Like, oh man, this is a new guy. Who is this? The cloud chasing. They thought you were cloud yeah. chasing. So when you really see that I put in like mad work and you see it's like authenticated and everything, it, it's, it, it's, it's taken serious. Then it's like, oh yeah. And I feel like that's why that battle didn't continue because people caught on to that. Like, you know what I'm saying? People went back and looked at my YouTube videos and looked up the cost of victory and seen the relapse, relapse numbers went up. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, this dude really can rap. So I'm here. I am thinking that he clout chasing, trying to make this records about people that's on. He actually can. Wow, I, I actually hate him for doing the diss records. He, he should have just stepped, kept rapping. I felt like I would have liked him and Mingjing. You know, there was a lot of people saying that. And when you get that info, when you get that. That mean that the artist that you going against, he don't want you to. It's like you stepping on toes, like you hustling on somebody's block. Now mm-hmm. getting your fans turn, that your fans turning on you and listening to my shit. You know what I'm saying? He ain't want to keep that up. You know what I mean? And so <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it was. It, I, I feel like when 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 pitfalls, when stuff like that happened, and consistency, all of that stuff plays a major role because. People will automatically assume that that's what you own. You a cloud chaser, or you just looking uh-huh. for attention. I didn't even, I didn't, I didn't make no promotions of my albums or none of that during that time. Uh-huh. I just put out the disc records and promoted those <laughs> because that's what real MCs do. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like when you in a battle with rappers, that's why I feel like Ether. It's better than takeover because Ether got jokes, it's serious, it's hard body. Like you're supposed to get people to laugh. Like when you go uh-huh. against somebody, that's like the number one thing. You get people to laugh. You know what I'm saying? How he responded to the this record that I had towards him, he didn't make people laugh. You made uh-huh. people wonder, you know what I'm saying? Why did he choose the beat that he rapped on? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm trying to brush your head. You know what I'm saying? I was gonna ask you why what made you diss it because I <laughs> <laughs> you know, I had listened I went in and I had to, I listened to it and I was like oh and then I went in, I was like oh oh so now I see <laughs> yeah you know what I'm saying it's 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 crazy you know what I'm saying like it's over now you know what I'm saying whatever it's, yeah. it's whatever now but. You know what I'm saying? That's why it's easy for me to talk about it. But it was just like, it was crazy to me. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, man, looking at, the, looking at it all unfold, people really, like, I really lost some friendships. I really lost some connections. Uh, yeah. But you know people, people looked at, people, uh, people, I, I think he thought he was punching down. And he didn't know that yo, your skill level, 
you punching up. You not punching down. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm going in. I'm I'm a, I'm a, I'm when man. Like I, I I roast people. Like me and my homies, we be roasting people. We be we got the jokes. So you know what I'm saying? It was easy for me to make people laugh. I feel like that's what people want to do when it's the controversy in it. You went in to win it. Like in that situation, like shit. You know what I'm saying? You going in for the kill. The gust of going in for the kill is making people laugh. And, and we grew up in, in the time where roasting is what you did. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's that's all you did. You, <laughs> you sit on the porch play We you sit on the porch and play dominoes and roast everybody walking down the street. That's what we did. Yeah. So I don't understand why why people think all of a sudden now that we forgot we forgot how to do this, and they try you. <laughs> they try you, and, and then when you swat them, then they like, oh, he hate you. <laughs> That's basically what happened to me. That's, <laughs> That's oh, they me. hating on me. <laughs> You just what you, you just punch wrong. You put you, you punched in the wrong direction. It's <laughs> yeah. people, it's people you go after, and it's people you leave the hell alone. Me, I'm the person you should leave alone. <laughs> I tell people that leave me alone, man, because when I'm bothered, I go in for the kill. Amen. Ain't no, ain't no stopping either. Like, you know what I'm saying? I warned you. So now you gotta pay for my warning and everything. That's right. You get one. You get one warning. I started the rap battles. You know what I'm saying. He tried it to. He started. He we wanted to rap battle on Twitter. He wanted to do that, but I wasn't gonna go. Nah, I went to the booth. People gave me beats to kill him purposely. <laughs> that, was fun. that was fun. I was off the Seveca. I was drinking cheap ass vodka at the time. It was hot as hell. I was. I had. I had my shirt off. Like, man, they had to stop. My engineer had to stop me from rapping. Like, that's how I said. I was, I was in that freestyle. I was in that freestyle. And, you know, because when you listen to the disc record, it's three beats. The third beat, I was freestyling. I was all, I was like, man, I ain't got no more written. I'm going to first start finish freestyling. I don't want to listen to you. Get punched in the mouth. Now you missing the tooth. Nah, you know what I'm saying? That's, I was thinking of those bars and just left him, you know what I'm saying? Like, annihilated him. I ain't even say those bars in the song, but I thought about that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, and, and took off. You know what I'm saying? i like, man, with your tall ass, you probably can't dunk the ball. <laughs> I was off bad. My engineer tapping me on the leg, like cause it, cause the we was I was so thirsty to record that this record. We went I were, went to my engineer's crib. We wasn't even in the studio. I went to his crib. He was like, Man, I ain't in the studio today. I was like, Man, let me come to your crib. I know you got the set up there. He's like, Man, come on, fuck it. You know what I'm saying? He nigga tapped me on my shoulder, on my leg, like think enough is enough. <laughs> He That's already it. dead. Let him live. <laughs> That's it. Enough is enough. When they hear this, they're going to be laughing their ass off. 
Yeah, so that was that was that was fun. You know what I'm saying? Bodying him, bodying him, and him thinking that he bodying me that because he got fans and stuff like that, and he verified on Twitter and all that. Seeing him be being delusional was fun. His mom tweeted me, and he cut his hair. He cut his hair after the stuff. That's the stuff that I talked about in my rap. You know what I'm saying? He cut his hair, and his mom tweeted me. His mom. His mom. <laughs> Fun times, man. Shout out to, shout out you, to know, Mitch, man. you know what I'm saying? Your mama comes like, well, your mama, leave my baby you, alone. I'm like, you should keep your day job. You should keep your day job. That's what she said. <laughs> it's funny. This is my day job. Yeah, this is my day job. My body just son. <laughs> Respectfully. Respectfully. Real talk. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> so I, it, after all of this, what is some advice you'd give an up and coming artist that wanted to get in the game? Um, if you're gonna spam somebody your music, make sure it's good. <laughs> I can't. I can't. <laughs> Yo, you a stand-up comedian, Vic. <laughs> Playing around. Yo. The rap thing is a hobby thing, yo. You a comedian, dude. <laughs> with the timing, too. With the smoke and everything. You dick Gregory over here. I ain't fucking with you. <laughs> if you oh, said man. if you going spam, spam well. <laughs> spam your best. It's interesting because, oh, man, I don't even know if I should. Anyway, I'm going to say it. Like, artists are starting, because we do this now, right? Artists start to reach out to me, whatever. And I'm like, please, send me your best three songs or your best project because I really don't have time to figure it out. You know what I'm saying? So that that's good. So from, from Vic to y'all, he's saying on behalf of Powerful Impact, when you spamming, spam your best shit, please. Don't half step. <laughs> Take your shirt off. <laughs> have your engineer you know beg to shut the microphone down. That's yeah. it. Drink cheap vodka, but spit them bars. Don't have step up in here. Peace. Oh, I said Sean Price. I, I spam Sean Price. That's how I know who Sean Price is. That's how Sean Price know who I am. I spammed him. But you gave him your best, though. You put your best foot forward. I a song called Kiss My Ass from Spain. Oh, forget about it. He's gonna love the title alone. He had yeah, to so he went and listened to it. He's like, "Oh man, I can't front. The song's nice." And then after that, he took my phone number, and the rest was history. Kiss you know my saying? ass so, from Spain, respectfully, Barcelona. You know oh, yeah. love. So yeah, that's that. So that's why I say that I spam Sean Price. You know what I'm saying? If you're gonna spam somebody, make sure it's your best shit. You know what I'm saying? That's right. Cause you don't know how many times I get uh, I get DM and I'm mm. like, what 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 are you doing? What <laughs> <laughs> is <is> you doing? <laughs> <laughs> you are actually sending music to somebody you don't know. So if you go send music to somebody you don't know, at least make sure it's right. worthy uh, of listening to. Exactly, right. <laughs> so, back in the day, all mm -hmm. of um, you, you could measure an album success, you know, 
gold, platinum, you know, diamond, all of that. In this streaming world, it's so different. So, um, in this in this world, mm-hmm. we're in now. How do you measure success? Uh, I measure success as just doing something that you never that you never done before, or or nobody else has never done before. Mm-hmm. That's how I measure it. I feel like people. Uh, the meaning of success is outlandish to a lot of people. You know what I'm saying? Like they, they thinking, you know what I'm saying? You got to get big money from your career. You got to get a nice car and house and all this stuff. Like a lot of people, they goals. I feel like, man, getting yourself, hearing yourself on vinyl is a, is a, is like one of those kind of goals that I would, you know what I'm saying? I want to, want to pitch i would I, I feel like those are the joints that's gonna be with mm-hmm. me you know what I'm saying? those are the you know what i'm saying those the feelings like you know what i'm saying hanging out with the with the with the with the rappers of this time right now you ain't doing rap music mm-hmm. you're talking about life and you know what i'm saying they know your kids you know they kids mm-hmm. that's success you know what I'm saying? Yeah. All everything else, money is gonna come. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So you ain't even doing. I don't. I don't do music for money. I, I feel like the money. You know what I'm saying? When you come from karaoke machines, you ain't do it for money. You did it because you loved it. And I feel like I didn't put down the karaoke machine to like 2008, 2007. People was <laughs> people didn't think about no fucking cassettes at that time. I still uh-huh. was on it, even though I, I still was in the booth. But I would be at home, like, whenever I wasn't in the booth, whenever I felt like I wanted to one take something, I would go in and do it. That's that's a goal. That's success to me. You know what I'm uh-huh. saying? You know, coming from that and going back and listening to where you come from, that's success to me. And me recording the same way, like, I got, I got a whole bunch of tapes that I used to record. I still got the tapes. And I look at my back catalog that's of albums that's not out right now you know what i'm saying and look at that like i still got the same mentality i had the same mentality when i wasn't in the studio putting in the work you know what i'm saying after i I rapped like i had a label like i was part of a record record company you know what i'm saying or i have my own company i i carried myself like that i feel like that's a success that's dope and i i miss that mentality I miss the the love of it because you can feel when somebody loves what they do. You you know what I mean? And yeah. uh, uh, because when you love what you do, when I when you love what you do, I can tell because I want to enjoy the way you enjoy. Exactly. The way you felt making it is the way I feel listening to it. And that's what I got from your music. I really loved listening to every single song. So much so that I went all the way back to listen to every single song because they were all so good. And I hate that I missed out 
when it first came out because those kind of feelings are just hard to come by and they were so dope. I appreciate that. That's love. Um, what makes you stand out from the new batch of artists coming out? I know what makes you stand out, but what do you think um, makes you stand out? I mean, there's so much music flooding the air, the airwaves, and I get more YouTube videos and and listen to my song tags than the man in the moon. I'm serious. I get a lot. And I enjoy, you know, I listen to whatever you send me. If you send me something, I'm going to listen to it because that's just who I am. But <laughs> with all of this going on, what what do you think makes you stand out? Um, I feel like I'm not complicated. I feel like a lot of artists try to make music and lyrics to fly over your head. We all said all of the words ever existed. It's just how we say it. You know what I'm saying? I feel like I feel like a lot of that, I feel like a lot of that is owed to the artists because I feel like as artists, we are responsible for bringing people into our world. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. And if you bring, if you, if you're if you're a listener, you being brought up, my job is done. My, that's what that's how I feel like I stand out. That's that's one of the ways like people try to get that same connotation or that same uh attribute from being like being technical on records or or you know what I'm saying trying to do the most. Like I'm not a hard listener. I'm not a I'm not one of those books that's a hard read. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like that's what makes me stand out in the underground, you know what I'm saying. I'm more of a what you see is what you get. You know what I'm saying? And it's and it's real. That's another standout. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. I feel like the word real is uh overcrowded, but I feel like I'm one of those rare breeds that really uh thrive off authenticity, authentication. You know what I'm saying? Like I I'm I'm big on that. I'm big, I'm big on being a realist. I would I would call my music reality rap you know what i'm saying that's how i stand out everybody else is just rapping or trying to do some photosynthesis bullshit you know what i'm saying Uh me i'm giving it raw like you know what i'm saying i'm not gonna have no conceptual records on my albums you're gonna listen to one of my songs and learn 80 things you know what i'm saying or or laugh about 10 things you know what i'm saying so I feel like that's the difference between me and a lot of artists right now. You know what I'm saying? I'm 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 an easy read. You know what I'm saying? What you see is what you get. Yeah, when I when I listen to your uh, when I listen to your music, I, I, like I said, it is hardcore, but it is so fun. It's so fun to listen to you because you're you'll say something out the blue and I'll just bust out laughing while I'm... (laughs) (laughs) I just fall out laughing. I hit you in the head with a thousand pennies. (laughs) I'm like, who the hell say that? 
to be real scriptive you know what i'm saying like i think like when when like if somebody wanted to make a cartoon movie out of my music out of my they can do that because i paint vivid pictures you know what i'm saying exactly or funnier funnier you know what i'm saying funny ways to saying things you know what i'm saying so i i try to keep that in mind when i'm painting when i'm crafting for sure yeah you, you, i can tell because <laughs> i was entertained the whole time. I don't care what era I was in or what year I was listening to you. I was thoroughly entertained the entire time. So dope. <laughs> Thank you. Thank um, you. <laughs> so we have you have the drill music and the conscious music that's normally pushed out of Chicago, right? What, how did you find your lane? Because your lane is totally different than most of the things that I'm hearing coming out of Chicago. How did you, what, what made you go in that direction? Uh, I, don't, I guess, you know, my age, you know what I'm saying? Like, you got, like, my music don't sound like common. My music don't sound like G Herbo, my music don't sound like Lil Dirk because I still feel like Lil Dirk and G Herbo is different, even though they rep it, they rap over the same kind of music. I still feel like they two different. You know what I'm saying? I'm another component. You know what I'm saying? Instead of an offspring of those artists. You know what I'm saying? I'm, 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 I'm big on um. How could I say it? Uh. Don't you know how like um, don't you know like how people try to be different, mm -hmm. but it still sound like you biting. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I try to be something that people want to bite. You know what I'm saying? Or yeah. can't bite, or something that I you can't bite this. You can't touch this. You know what I'm saying? I feel like when you being yourself, like if you being yourself. It's hard to to get beaten. You know what I'm saying? That's why I, I feel like I like like artists like um. That's why I respected. I don't know how far back you guys go in Chicago music. EC Ella, like uh, EC Ella was a guy that was coming up when Crucial Conflict and Do or Die was coming mm -hmm. up. You know what I'm saying? You know these guys, Crucial Conflict, Do or Die, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, Common, they all was on the radio. You know what I'm saying? ECL wasn't. He was a rebellious MC. Uh -huh. and he kept his, he stuck to his ground. And uh -huh. he went out like that. He, we, you know what I'm saying? He went out as a legend in my eyes for doing that because he was an option. He was, he was, he was not them. He wasn't an offspring of Do or Die or Kushikov. He was his own entity. And that's what something I, you know what I'm saying? How I feel about my music coming from the crib, coming from Chicago. I feel like I'm a, I, I'm a, I stand out. I stand out very well. You know what I'm saying? Because 
people listen to my music and don't think I'm from Chicago sometimes. Like you gotta mm-hmm. know, you gotta know me and know that I'm from Chicago and, and know Chicago lingo and be like, yeah, he from Chicago. That's the Chicago nigga. You know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. listen to my shit, you don't get that, you don't get that twister feel or no crucial conflict field or or, or that, or that Lupe. Or that drill. You don't yeah. get that little dirt feel. You don't get it. You get no. You, you get don't. Vic Spencer feel. You get the Vic Spencer feel. So that's 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 what I, I that's how I want that's how I want to stand out when it comes to Chicago in general. You don't get the chance the rapper feel from me. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, my music is different. You know what I'm saying? From everybody from the crib. You know what I'm saying? It's it's a it's very it's very uh standoutish. Not standoffish, standoutish. So how did you meet Trent Chance the rapper? Man, okay, uh a while back I used to uh see Vic Mensa and a lot of his uh peers rapping in front of a store called Soulmates. And it was like a shoe consignment store, one of the first shoe consignment stores in Chicago. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. And I was, they was like 15, 14 years old rapping. I was like, man, I was like 25 or something like that. Like, man, I was like, these kids rapping like this, this is crazy. It's insane. You know what I'm saying? So I started inviting them to my studio sessions. And, and I met Chance through Vic Mensa. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. They, they are. I will always meet them on Chicago Avenue to smoke. They looked at me like as the big homie that that you could get up with and smoke. Like man, my man, I got a, I got an uncle your age, Vic. Man, he won't let me smoke around him. You know what I'm saying? I got a big brother your age. You won't let me smoke around him. But they 15, 16 years old. They will link up with me because I'm doing ill music. But at the same time, I'm smoking. I'm you know what I'm saying? I'm I'm doing. Uh-huh. I, I was like they first real person that's out here doing that's really with the shits that they seen you know what i'm saying so uh-huh. that's how that's how the record started going with those guys you know what i'm saying with what so i met vic Men- i met chance through vic mensa and uh and i started i, I like chance rhyme flow because back then he was rhyming he wasn't no no one no fucking singer he wasn't no preacher or pastor or nothing like that he wasn't none of that he was rhyming his ass off and I was like, all right, man, I'm going to rock with dude. You know what I'm saying? And we had the same manager at this, at that time. And and uh, he was like, yeah, Vic, you should put him on a record. You know what I'm saying? And I put him on a record that was already done. And you know what I'm saying? People liked it. People, it was cool. And then I ended up putting him on a record that uh, MC Tree, shout out to MC Tree. Uh, he, he, he was big at the time. He asked me for a verse. I did the verse. But Chance was at that studio session. He was like, man, yo, let me jump on the hook. And there was this joint called Roses that Tree did. And, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And, and the rest is history. You know what I'm saying? That's how, that's how, you know, like I was like the first guy that gave them a shot on being on somebody's album that was out here really doing some shit. Like at this time, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? I was on the blogs. I was all, you know what I'm saying? I was doing my thing. You know what I'm saying? So, I was one of those first guys that gave them, I guess, somewhat an opportunity. I was that first crab in the barrel that they stepped over, and then they went to the next crab. 
<laughs> yeah. And like, I'm not responsible for their success. Mm-hmm. I'm responsible for motherfuckers, you know, like if you go date back, you know what I'm saying? For those that's in the know, I was the first artist to give them a shot at being on the album. You know what I'm saying? Wasn't nobody trying to put them niggas on the album. Like, they mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So that's how I work. I like working with artists that, they, that if they raw, I like working with artists that's unknown. I like working with producers that's unknown. You know what I'm saying? I, I just was listening to an album that I did and um, it's full of unknown producers, but the beats raw as hell. So I mm-hmm. like, you know what I'm saying? I like being the guy that put people... Like, oh man, I heard learned from him from Vic from Vic Spencer. You know what I'm saying? The uh-huh. old that make me feel like I'm an OG. You know what I'm saying? So it was one of those things. That's how I met those guys through rhyming and putting them on my records. You know what I'm saying? It didn't reciprocate with them because I, I wasn't on anything that they were doing. But uh-huh. you know what I'm saying? I think that's where all of the uh me start bodying their ass type. Type shit, you know what I'm saying? I started bodying their asses after that. After they wasn't reciprocating that love, I I started uh-huh. shitting on their asses. You know what I'm saying? So that's 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 how that went. It ain't, and, and it, you know what I'm saying? Now everything is cordial. Like we don't we don't speak like that. You know what I'm saying? Like my kids know who he. But one of my well, my oldest daughter know who he is because he used to come to my house every day and smoke up my cigarettes and weed and shit. You know what I'm saying? So. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? But <clears throat> it is what it is. <clears throat> I don't think that, you know what I'm saying, it'll be the same ever again. But, you know, shouts out to those young guys doing their thing or whatever. But I'm. it, it just lets me know, it, it, seeing all of this happen and the tables turn, just let me know I'm glad that I didn't uh, wasn't looking for them to reciprocate the love. You know what I'm saying? I expected them to, but I wasn't looking for it. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't you know how you, when somebody owe you money, you want them to just pay you without saying, without going to them and giving them hints and shit? You know what I'm saying? That's what I wanted. You know, I want a motherfucker to, man, Vic, I said I was going to give to you this bread back when at this time I'm giving my word. You know what I'm saying? But, and, and that ain't happened. So once that ain't happened, I kind of like block, block you out low key. Like, you know what I'm saying? You still uh-huh. around, but, I don't treat you the same no more. You know what I'm saying? So that's yeah. kind of like how that is. You know what I'm I get it because I'm old school. And yeah. I, I and I just believe there's some things I shouldn't have to say. Yeah. It, 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 to, should just be, it should just be. Yeah. I shouldn't have to say, oh, man, let me get on y'all records, man. Let me. I shouldn't have to because I, I gave y'all that. Y'all should have gave me the same energy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm like they don't owe me anything, but you could have gave me the same energy. Like, yeah, Vic, man, I remember you coming to pick me up from the crib when I was bored as hell to record. Shit, I'm gonna come pick you up now, man, so we can record. You know what I'm saying? Like, some, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? This is just a gesture. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it is what it is. Like, you know what I'm saying? When you see stuff like that happening, like you, you don't even want to be a part of people no more. Like, I'm uh-huh. glad that they didn't even break me as a person. Like, they could have broke me from not doing nothing with nobody else. Like, I still make music with a lot of people. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. And they was the first taste of 
not reciprocating the energy that was given to him. You know what I'm saying? So, um, for somebody who uh, hasn't heard your music before, uh, how would you define your sound and your style? I would define myself as a as a, as a funny, funny ass, witty rapper. It could be a comedian. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I would, I would, I would dub myself as a as as somebody that's unfuckwittable. That's not even the word I heard it before. Unfuckwittable. You know what I'm saying? That's how I would I would dub my style as you know what I'm saying pot of gumbo full of surprises. Yeah, you know because it, I, I don't think your your um, style is definable. Yeah, because from what I've heard, everything is different. It's not yeah. all the same, and yeah. that's why I enjoy listening to your discography so much because nothing I didn't feel like I was on a repeat movie that just wasn't Groundhog today. It it was just a smorgasbord of new and I just I, I was so excited. I was like oh this is I missed this because <laughs> it was just you get a little something with no drums. You get a lot of stuff with some deep, heavy bass lines. You get some stuff. You know, it was just kind of all over the place, and you slid into the pocket so well. So, kudos. I, I, I just can't tell you how much I enjoyed your discussion. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Um, the drill scene. How did you escape that? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I'm too old for that shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hey, that ain't me. I'm too old for that shit. shit. Damn, they got a bad hip. <laughs> so bad shit. I ain't gonna be running, running with that. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I see it coming. You know what I'm saying? I seen it coming and. Yeah, and, and, and know that it's that people gravitate to it. Mm. So I can't, I can't do nothing about it. You know what I'm saying? I got to just sit back and just continue to do Victor. But I feel like music in its entire, like people just mm -hmm. do it, like it's oversaturated, saturated, like crazy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And people with that sound, like it's a lot of that. It's a lot of yeah. You know what I'm saying? And you can get discouraged easily. If you a person like me, you know what I'm saying? But I, I just feel like, man, I've always been a guy that filled a void. You know what I'm saying? In in Chicago music and in 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 rap in general, you know what I'm saying? I feel like I feel a void. I'm 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 gonna uh I'm gonna be different. I'm gonna be I'm gonna, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be different from all that. And I feel like that's what lasts long. Original uh -huh. music, original work, quality work always lasts long. You know what I'm saying? My man, man you're gonna play my music for 20, 30 years. That's how I feel about it. Like I feel like man, I could play my I could play Vic Green Thumbs. That's one of my favorite 
albums. You know what I'm saying? Vic Green Thumbs is powerful. You know what I'm saying? And the and the pride and the and the co-production that I was doing and the direction mm-hmm. that I was part of it. Like it taught me how to sequence and and what what fits here, what fits here. You know, I, like I be sequencing everything I do now. I be it's like you know what I'm saying. I I'm like a machine almost, man. Cause it's like I get the beats first and just black out afterwards. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that ain't nobody like that ain't happening. That that's what makes me. That's what makes me. You know what I'm saying? Stand out from, you know, and, and still be here, still have relevancy uh-huh. in the game because I just be with the shits, with the raps, like and the in the production. I feel like my ear is is something that's yeah. You have a great like, ear for production. You have a great ear for stuff that fits you yeah. as an artist and um. But was that a conscious decision? Was that how, when you decided you were going to uh, do this, was that a conscious decision to um, maintain a a section that wasn't occupied by anybody else? Yeah, I always like to rap over stuff that move me, that get me, like take my soul away. You know what I'm saying? Some that made me cry, some that made me laugh, some that made me stop uh-huh. and pull over and write bars. Like, if you, if it got my attention, I remember I was sweeping in the crib and heard a Klondike commercial when the beat was playing. I'm like, dog, that, that, that it stopped me in my tracks. You know uh-huh. what I'm saying? That, that, like, if you can stop me from doing something, like the, if the beat that cold stopped me mid conversation. Uh-huh. Listen, that's that's what more that that I will rap over. So if it's all, it's always something that's crazy, and 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 it, and I want that to reflect on the listener because I want the listener to be like, yeah, man, you got a good ear because really I sat down and dedicated a lot of time listening to beats. Like I be listening to beats like I'm in a studio session. Like if somebody send me ten beats. I need like an hour to sit with those beats, even if I don't pick one up, if I don't pick none. I need to I need to give it the attention that it deserves because I'm rapping on it. And I'm you know what I'm saying? It's important that I give it the best ear possible for myself. If I'm because I don't record to uh not put out no more. Everything I record is putting coming out in some form or fashion, whether it's five mm-hmm. years from now. That's you know what I'm saying. I got a I got an album that don't come out to 2024. <laughs> I ain't gonna even lie. Like, man, that's what that's how that's that's how mm-hmm. I'm working. That's how that's how I'm working right now. I, that's how I feel like I'm always gonna be one step ahead. I'm always gonna enjoy it because how I'm working mm-hmm. is everything. There is a dope producer that we uh, got a chance to talk to named uh, BK. BK the producer. Mm -hmm. I would love to hear you over some of his beats. I Mm -hmm. think that would I think that would be fire. His beats are so 
I don't know. I don't even know how to describe them. They are so good. Um, and I think that they would probably really fit your style, your your um, the way you you rap. Um, what is your favorite Big Spencer album? <clears throat> Man. Man, I'm thinking. <clears throat> okay. It's it's a it's a tug of war. Uh I feel like the cost of victory is my best album that I got. Mm -hmm. But I also like Duffel of Gems. Duffel of Gems is my favorite. <clears throat> it's my favorite album of mine. Duffel of Gems. What's your and favorite my, song? My favorite song is from that album? No, just in general. Your, your favorite song. Uh, uh, that you recorded your song. That you recorded. Damn. We asked the hard questions, Vic. Yeah, I see. Jesus. I'm over here thinking hot as hell. Uh, uh, it's a song... I like uh, I like Peach Suede Couch. That's one of my favorite songs mm. from off the Ghost of Living with Big Ghost. Mm -hmm. Peach Peach Suede Couch. It's a fire record. It's a fire joint. I like that joint. I can't lie. Mine is Vision Wear. Vision Wear is fire. Oh I man, I love I love my top ten joints. I loved it. I, I'm, I'm telling you, I think I've listened to that song uh, at least 12 times. <laughs> because I just keep going back to it. It is so good. And it is. I'm still trying to catch all the bars. It's important that I catch everything that you're saying. Because you said a lot. It was just bar after bar after bar. And I just wanted to, I just keep going back to it. And every time yeah. I go back to it, there's something I miss. Yeah. That's yeah, it's dope. I like that. I like going, I like the listener <laughs> to go back and listen just to pick up, not listen and go back and be like, oh man, that flew over my head. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You're going back to pick up like, ah, oh, that's cold. Yeah, that's cold. See, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's how that's what I like to do. I like to keep going back, like, oh, I didn't hear that at first, I, uh -huh. I didn't hear that the first time. So, yeah. yeah, um, what are the singles you dropped off your latest album, and how did you pick them? What is this? Off of Brainstem Factory, Brainstem Factory. Oh, yeah, Brainstem Factory was my. Latest album. Um, 
Uh, yeah, man. I had released. You know what's crazy about Brainstem Factory? What? I recorded that album three years ago. Really? Yeah. It it sounded so up to date. It didn't sound dated at all. That's why. That's why I feel like I'm a machine. I'm making records. That, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I said, I got an album that ain't coming out to like two years from now, but it's still gonna sound. Like it's like like I just recorded it, you know. What I'm saying? Yeah, it, it didn't sound dated at all. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I want. I, I feel like uh, Brainstem Factory is different from anything that I've made because it's just focused on a lot of like the hip hop aspects. Like it's hooks all over the album. It's DJ scratches, it's interludes, and everything that like an album that's not curated by Vic Spencer isn't, you know what I'm saying? So it gives me like extra landmine space in the field, you know what I'm saying? Because it's people that kind of like put me in this box where I can't make songs, you know what I'm saying? So Brainstem Factory is an album dedicated to motherfuckers that think I can't make songs, you know what I'm saying? Like I really... Like I got songs that got three verses on it. Go back, we let's go back to the three verses. The yes. verses. You know what I'm saying? It got songs with bridges on it. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm happy that Willie the Kid is the only feature on that. Like you know, mm-hmm. what I'm saying? like you know, I like who I I'm I, 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 I feel like I'm a new artist to guys every time. You know what I'm saying? And then they see me on songs with Willie the Kid. It's like, oh, yeah, I got to get in tune because he must be he must be in the loop. He must be, you know what I'm saying? Somebody that's need to be considered. You know what I'm saying? If I'm going to make an album, they got a one artist feature on it and it's, it's with somebody like Willie the Kid. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I definitely think you should be considered. I think you should be more than considered because that discography, I'm telling you, that discography is fire. I, I have I haven't I haven't hit a bomb yet. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, I I haven't hit anything like oh I'm gonna skip that yet. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Um, keep that alive. Keep that going for you. I'm going to keep that going for you. <laughs> <laughs> so all the videos you shot, what was your favorite video shoot? Uh, My recent video, Earth. Uh-huh. We shot a montage, man. I was up to like three in the morning shooting the video. That's oh yeah, saying. yeah. We, I'm. They had me out there digging dirt. You know what I'm saying? Like it was my first time actually shooting the video and not rapping in the video. I was acting in the video. You know what I'm saying? The song two minutes long, but the video eight minutes long. You know oh wow. Yeah, and uh, Flea Lord and the Lord Mob. Shout out to the gang, Lord Mob, Flea Lord. Uh-huh. They came to Chicago. Flea Lord had a show. Uh, the day before the show, they poured up on me. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. 
He was in the hood, east side of Chicago, where they building the Obama Library at right now. You know what I'm oh, saying? Yeah. We was over there in that area. We was over there in that area shooting the video. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Late as hell, late at night. You know what I'm saying? We just outside. You know what I'm saying? Doing our thing. But it's it was crazy. I shout out to Taiwan Davis. That's my dog. He he directed the video. Um, and my boy Race Tech. The guys, you know what I'm saying? They just had like a, a brilliant idea. They wanted to like make me like this superhero type, you know what I'm saying? And I ain't got the rap in the video. I got the acting in the video. Okay, all right, cool. So I feel like that's one of my greatest experience to date. You know what I'm saying? Is doing that cool. video. That's fairly that's that's the latest video I dropped. So Earth off the Charter members. I mean, uh, not not charter. That's the same album as the charter members. Uh, Earth off Legend Laws of Power uh, with Super Original Super Legend. You know what I'm saying? That's that's what Earth off for. It's my favorite joint off that album. All my track, all my albums. If you listen to track seven on all my albums, none of my favorite songs. Oh yeah, yeah. That's purposeful. That's a death. That's purposeful. That's another Vic Spencer fact. Like all of the songs, track seven, like they all the track seven for a reason. All, all right. Um, uh, <clears throat> when you go into a project, how, how do you pick who you're going to collaborate with, you know, or your producers and, and your features? A lot of times I've been doing uh, recently. I've been doing like a lot of albums with just one producer. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Like a lot of my albums is collaborative albums, but I always try to work with like whatever work with like whatever I'm feeling. So it don't even it, it go with it go with that first versus who produced it. So I just like if it's raw as hell and it's a nobody, then I'm gonna put it on an album that I'm gonna have those same producers, those same line of producers. Like, don't nobody know who he is, but this beat raw as hell. You know what I'm saying? That's what my album, No Shine Skimps, was. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was a weed album, but it was a lot of songs on there with producers that I never worked with before. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But the beats was raw as hell. You know what I'm saying? Some yeah. guys I worked with. Some guys that I didn't work with, but you know what I'm saying? Okay. I, I, I knew I wanted to make like a a weed album that was going to be like, everybody going to be getting out of this 30 years from now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I wanted it to be different from all the weed albums that I heard. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, I, you know what I'm saying? I did I did the No Shine Skimps album. You know what I'm saying? That's, you know, that's. That's that's what I'm on. That's the kind of wave I'm on. I like that. Yeah, I like um, psychological cheat sheet. Psychological cheat sheet. You know what I'm saying? That's another like um, collaborative project. I would say. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I feel like those kind of like my albums more than anything. But August for Nine produce all of the songs. You know what I'm saying? So. Oh, mm-hmm. So, you know what I'm saying? That's another project. Like a lot of my, yeah, a lot of my production, you know what I'm saying, is just come from if I feel it in my heart, you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. And I want to do it. So, nine times out of 10, 
I would call it a cure. I curate the songs mm -hmm. if it's if it's producers that's well, let's say it like this: one producer got a beat and I like it. Then it's another producer that don't nobody know and I like the beat. I'm gonna put them same songs on the album. You know oh yeah, that's what I like doing. That <laughs> that's what Duffel of Gems and and No Shine Skimps and things change. I don't. Those I'd rather be a real one. Those are bar wounds. All those albums are like real official. Vic Spencer, you get the hundred percent Vic Spencer because it's like I put the producers together. I put the sequence, the album, I, like track by track. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like the producers be bump meeting up because man, we was on the same Vic. We was on the same Vic Spencer album. Like to hear that, that's beautiful. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I hear people say that in the industry. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, Ninth Wonder was on the beat next to Jess Blaze or somebody on the Blackout. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I want to be, that's, I'm thinking like that. That's how I'm yeah. doing that. <laughs> yeah. Um, who's some of your dream collaborations that you, or features? Uh, I want to work with Alchemist. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Alchemist is at the top of my list right now. I just want to work with Alchemist. I want to I want to have an Alchemist album, and I want to feature, I want Yuck Mouth to be on the album. Mm. I want Ella to be on the album. I want, um, I want Red Man to be on the album. Like, I think they'll probably be the only features on the album. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, all this time that we've been doing this show, this is the first time I heard somebody say they want a yuck mouth on the album. And yeah, I'm I'm so on glad the album you did that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I rock I, I was a heavy West Coast Bay Area mm -hmm. fan. You know what I'm saying? I hated with the loonies and too short got into it. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I was one of those kids that was disappointed in that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, you know what I'm saying? But I I listened to I listened to Yuck Mouth. Yuck Mouth was one of those guys when he broke off and started doing his thing rap a lot. Mm -hmm. I, I he made me step my bars up. You yeah. Know what I'm saying? When he came out with the Thug Lord album, the double album, then he dropped that Thug Lord, the New Testament. Man, he got some heat on none of them albums. Like, yeah. Lyrically. I was like, do you, do you listen to any Southern artists? Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Listen to David Banner. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I listen to old T.I. You know what I'm saying? I listen to Screw and Chop. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm a, I'm, I, my ear is a pot of gumbo in itself. You know what I'm saying? I turn on Screwed and Chopped Destiny Child and then turn mm -hmm. around and play Boogie Monsters or Blowout Comb from Diggable Planets. You know so you mean? listen to music like me. I'm all over the place. Yeah, uh, I've never been really one spot too long. Yeah, I'm really, yeah, I'm really a pot of gumbo. You know what I'm saying? Right now, I'm listening to John Bapp. That ain't no, nobody. Ain't, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm listening to Mind Design and 
and um and and John Bapp. <laughs> this is crazy. Bat Martian. And these guys ain't no rappers. You know what I'm saying? So I'm all over the place. You know what I'm saying? I I I I'm I'm all, I'm, I'm full of surprises. Yeah, that's what I like about your, your discography. It was just a, a, a surprise. It was surprise after surprise. That none of it sounded, um, I keep saying it, but none of it just, it, it was refreshing because for the past 10 years, I feel like I've been listening to the same song on a continuous loop just sung by different artists. Yeah. So it was refreshing to see somebody who took the initiative to uh, change up they change up the game and change up their style every time they put out an album. Yeah, I thrive on trying. To, I mean, I don't force myself, but I know that you know what I'm saying. I'm gonna have an album if I'm gonna be sitting on albums. It's gotta be, you know. I'm always thinking, like, how could I beat my last song I recorded? That's how I be thinking. <laughs> yeah. So we've all been going through this pandemic. It mm -hmm. was one of the equalizers of society. Oh, how man. did the pandemic um, affect you as an artist? Uh... I think I had learned from like a lot of other people that was, you know what I'm saying? For a while, wasn't nobody dropping. You know what I'm saying? When the pandemic hit, nobody oh. wasn't dropping music. You know what I'm saying? I was probably, I think, yeah, I dropped No Shine Skimps like oh. 420 during the pandemic. You know what I'm saying? I was mm -hmm. like, you know what? I don't be dropping, I'm dropping my music, man. I don't care about this. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. I, I was affected because, you know what I'm saying? I seen people that you know that I that I rock with. Some of they people's pass from it, pass from COVID. Uh, so I dealt with it through death. But like my job, I'm an essential worker. You know what I'm saying? I feel like I was. I had to go check up on my kids anyway. Like you know. What I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I was an essential worker. You know what I'm saying during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. So you know, I still was outside. You know what I'm saying? So. I, it, it ain't really affect me like that, but it I, it affect me enough that it hurt other people that I love and rock with. So mm -hmm. it affect me in that way. You know what I'm saying? It 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 got me that way. You know what I'm saying? And then I had the COVID back in like the, the was the, it was in 2020. Yeah, so in November of 2020, I had. It, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Wow. And and uh, I remember. Like, man, shit, I don't want to do shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I stay my ass in my room. Did you lose your taste the smell? Hell yeah, I hated it. Like, I hated it big time. Like, man, I couldn't blaze no weed. I couldn't taste no weed. What? And I, I was like, man, yo, I'm not going to, um, I'm not going to ever take, you know what I'm saying, the health shit for granted. Like, I started eating better. Like, I always was mm -hmm. like, that better choice of eating. You know what I'm saying, and and, and drink. Yeah, I'll I be going. I I still be going crazy on the, on 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 the junk and stuff like that. But not crazy as hell. You know what I'm saying. I yeah, be crazy as hell with the shit. But it's you know, never good to me. deprive yourself. You can cut back, but never deprive yourself because exactly. yeah, when you get a hold I mean. of it, you'll eat a whole bag. 
Exactly. That's what I'm doing. I'm, you know what I'm saying? Nibbling and nibbling. And, you know what I'm saying? I find myself drinking more smoothies than anything. And, and So now that things like opened, up, opened up, um, where are you looking to travel? Like, you looking to do any shows or where would you want to um, actually travel to that you haven't been? To overseas? Yeah. Overseas. That's what uh, I want to work on in the next year or two. Mm -hmm. uh, making sure that you know I can just go out there and and and, and go crazy for a month. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Come back, regroup, do another album. You know what I'm saying? Go back out there. I want to have at least a one. Two a two month tour, uh -huh. a year, one in the states and one overseas. They last a month. Uh -huh. I would like to do that. That's something that you know what I'm saying. I would want to do when like the world is almost opening back up. So, uh -huh. working on the tour for next year. You know what I'm saying. So, Ooh. you know what I mean. Hmm. Yeah, know what you mean. Yeah, so uh, yeah, working on that, and you know what I'm saying, sky's the limit from there. So the you know, the overseas is definitely like knocking on the door. Like you know what I'm saying, get your ass out there, Vic. That's what it's time it is. So what's one thing you would want your fans to know about you that they don't know? I uh I like Adam Sandler as a as uh I like Adam Adam Sandler movies. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so guilty. I'm the same way. I am the I like same all his way. Movies. Sad movies, sad funny movies. Yeah. Happy Gilmore. Happy Gilmore is my shit. Glad <laughs> to and and uh the the one where he played uh uh where he played his his sister. Were they twins? I might have missed that one. Yeah, you gotta see that one. It's so dope. It's, it's, he plays he plays himself, and then he plays his sister. Also, <laughs> in the movie, and they have Al Pacino in that. <laughs> it is oh, so yeah. funny. You have to watch it. Yeah, I got that. I'm, I'm gonna go check it out. I'm gonna look it up. Yeah, you gotta check look. that one out. Um when all when it's all said and done, and, and and you hang up, you hang up your mic. When do you want your legacy to be? That I was one of the realest rappers. You know what I'm saying? I kept it real. You know what I'm saying? One of the realest that you will ever ever meet. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I want that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, he was authentic. You know what I'm saying? That's the legacy I want to leave behind. Like, he was original. Mm -hmm. He was seasonal, yeah. but he ain't act like it. You know what I'm saying? He had the Pharrell syndrome. Musically, I got the Pharrell syndrome. 
know what I'm saying? <laughs> or and I and look too, because I don't look 40. So I yeah. got real syndrome going on right now. So you know what I'm saying? I'm, you know, I kept it live. I kept it, I, I you know, kept the energy alive. You know what I'm saying? I thought so, that's how I want to be remembered the legacy. Yeah. Yeah. So who are the three most influential people in your life? Uh, personally or professionally? Uh, who are the three most influential people who had a powerful impact on your life? Uh, Hmm. I want to think about all of them before I start saying one of them. Um, a lot of my friends, uh -huh. you know, a lot of my friends, you know what I'm saying? I can't just name hella friends and shit. But a lot of my friends, they know who they are close to me. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. They influential. You know what I'm saying? Because we they, oh, they push me. You know what I'm saying? I would say my mentor. You know what I'm saying? I had a mentor that was uh that took me in that I, I call him my pops, you know what I'm saying? He took me in like that, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, like, like like I was his pops. I mean, like I was his son. So him and uh and I would say Sean Price and his family, you know what I'm saying? Because everybody that everybody that was close to Sean Price show still showed me love like Sean Price isn't deceased, you know what I'm saying? So everybody that got real close ties to Sean Price's wife. Rim, his kids, Hiller G, you know what I'm saying? They they rock with me like that, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. My homie Anthony, fucking Anthony, you know what I'm saying? Like they rock with me like that, you know what I'm yeah. saying? So those people, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you know what I'm saying? They keep me going, you know what I'm saying? They keep me in the game, you know. I, I feel like I, I feel like those people are the ones to. You know, the the music that you know what I'm saying, like I love my wife and my kids, you know what I'm saying? I only count them, they're like the Mount Rushmore, you know what I'm saying? Uh -huh. <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying? Like my friends and, and and my mentor and Sean Price and his family, they you know what I'm saying, they were like a, a huge addition in my life. Mm -hmm. That's a dope. Um When you think back on um, what John Price did for you, are you looking to do that for someone else? Always, always, always try to, you know what I'm saying? Like, I got to see it. I got to see what Sean Price seeing me, saw in me. And somebody mm -hmm. else. You know what I'm saying? I gotta see it though. You know what I'm saying? That's 
that's what anything. I always try to like work with new, the new. You know what I'm saying? Not because I want to stay in the new. It's just because I like that shit. You know what I'm saying? Man? I can be a, a a guy that's like a informative platform. Mm-hmm. I, I, I like that gesture. You know what I'm saying? I like yeah. that attribute about myself because it shows that I'm not selfish. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Or I'm not worried about my spot being taken. You know what I'm saying? Or like I'm very comfortable where I am musically to a point where I can uh be like somebody's legend. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Sean Price is my legend. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I would I would I would love to be in that position. You know what I'm saying? I feel like I got that same that heart to do that anyway. Just look at my career and everybody I work with. I work with old, like my 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 my, my feature list look like one of them little things that's rolled down the little scriptures. Could it roll down? Like so when you, you know what I'm saying? Like that's the scroll. I want to be the scroll. The scroll, exactly. So I I want to, you know. I, w- I want to be remembered in that light too. Like I was never selfish. I, I yeah. The platform, and I also kept it. I kept it G. You know what I'm saying? I didn't. Okay. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. Um, I didn't make it like I was being the useful tool. You know what I'm saying? I, I made it work. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I I know. I've kind of bullied this interview from from the beginning. Is there any questions you wanted to ask? No, we good, man. We we good. We good. We at the end. The last question is good. Like, do you have any shout outs or is there any projects or products you'd like to highlight, Vic, or promote or talk about this time? The stage is yours. Do your thing. Everything Vic Spencer, you know what I'm saying? think I got caught on to the social media at an earlier time where I could be able to have everything be Vic Spencer. So everything oh, Vic Spencer, you can find everything Vic Spencer. Facebook Vic Spencer, SoundCloud Vic Spencer, Bandcamp Vic Spencer, Apple Music Vic Spencer, Spotify Vic Spencer, Twitter Vic Spencer, Instagram Vic Spencer. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like everything Vic Spencer. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, you can, I'm, I'm easy to find. You know, and that's why I'm gonna put in the description. You want to follow Vic Spencer? Everything at Vic Spencer. Everything <laughs> at Vic Spencer. That is a fact. <laughs> I really thank you so much for coming on. This has been a pleasure. I so enjoyed every moment of listening to your music. I can't. I think people will probably think I'm just saying this because you're all here, but I am so serious. Check out his discography. You will not be disappointed from beginning to end. Um, Check it out. Follow him. Give him the props he deserves because um, I think uh, your, your music is notable on more than one level and people need to tap in and tap in and tap in again all right this is sp with powerful impact and 
We'll see you on the flip side. Now. Boom. Vic has made Boom. a powerful impact. We've made a powerful impact. Now you out, go out there and make a powerful impact. Peace, 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 peace. Boom.